Welcome to the Jenna and Tosh Show. I'm Tosh Taylor. And I'm Jenna Morton. Thanks for joining us on today's show. This is our 100th episode. <laughs> we have been talking about 100 episodes since episode one. Since episode one. Uh, so I thought I'd bust out this old school. This was season one. We made t-shirts and uh, then they disappeared and we never made them again. So uh, I hold on to this baby and I don't bust it out very often actually. That's true and we yeah. really should have coordinated because I have mine yeah. at home. And I should have mentioned it before I left the house for her. I would have worn it, but, but thank oh, wow. you for doing 100 episodes with me. Well, thank you for agreeing to my crazy idea. <laughs> so I say it took us three seasons to get to 100, so 100 more? Of course. Okay, yeah, right. you well, heard now, it. You know, we've done 100, but we haven't done a 100 with our team here at Rogers, so, um, you know, see? we got to keep going. New goals. <laughs> New goals all the time. And we have so many fantastic guests mm -hmm. still to come. So, yeah, we definitely have at least 100 more episodes in us. And today we have a guest that I think people are going to be very excited to hear from because it's a topic that is just constantly on people's minds. But I think especially right now as we try to come out of <laughs> real hibernation pandemic mode and face what is usually another huge step in uh, personal nutrition going into the winter and into the holidays. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we have invited Jillian Reed to join us today. Hello. Hi, thank you guys so much for having me today and congratulations on your 100 episodes. That's awesome. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it kind of just crept up on us. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a surprise to me yesterday when Jenna messaged me. I should have brought some champagne yeah. for today's show, but oh, it's early yeah. in the morning. <laughs> It's early in the morning. So uh, we want to talk to you today about something like I love food. I say it all the time, but I also I love food that's good for me. I'm not much like I don't I'm not much of a sugar person, but we all know, especially with Halloween mm, that just passed. Yeah, we are like yin and yang here. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, but first, let's talk about you. So how about you tell us uh, all about you? Great. So yeah, my name is Jillian Reed and I'm a registered dietitian here in Moncton. So I've been a dietitian since 2013 and I've worked in a couple different um, settings. So I've worked in a nursing home and then I also spent uh, quite a few of my years as a dietitian at a grocery store, kind of as a community dietitian. And then um, recently I have started a new venture. So I have started with Reconnect Health um, in August. So if you haven't heard of Reconnect Health yet, um, we are a multidisciplinary center here in Moncton and we focus on women's health. And it's really special because it's uh, all women healthcare professionals as well. Um, so I've been really excited to join the team and to also focus my passion, which is on women's health. Um, so I've been doing that since August, so it's been an exciting few months. That's so yeah. exciting. We, we are big fans of Reconnect. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who's followed the podcast for a while, you'll have you'll realize that a lot of people who are with Reconnect have been guests already. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the ones that haven't will end up. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make them either way. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about why it is that you want to focus on women's yeah. health and women's nutrition especially. Yeah, so I think um, there's a few reasons. So I think the first one, um, I think from a young age, women are often kind of fed diet culture messaging and also kind of fed a certain message to look a certain way and that we can't be happy until we do look that way. So from the time that we're young, we are often given those kind of mixed diet me 
messages from diet culture and have a lot of pressure on ourselves. And then also, um, as we become moms, we often uh, get very busy and often put our own needs kind of on the back burner. So I think that um, when I became a mom a few years ago, so I have uh, almost three-year-old, uh, Alice, um, I realized just how much support women need and um, oftentimes encouragement and support to put their own needs first and to focus on self-care. So to be able to kind of help moms and busy women to find ways to eat healthy um, despite their busy lifestyles, um, that's what really excites me. So to help support women throughout their journey, whether they're um, trying to conceive or they're pregnant or going through those first few months postpartum or the busy kind of family meal planning kind of stuff, right? So just to help women throughout that really is what kind of my passion is, just because I think there is a lot of support we need and that we don't often get. Well, yeah, and I think there's a lot of, I don't think it's misinformation. I mean, the diet culture is one yes. thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. But even without that, even those of us, I think, who are raised to like, oh yeah, you're supposed to eat a balanced exactly. diet. You're supposed to eat healthy without understanding what that actually means. That's Definitely. what I've realized, you know, yes. as, as a almost middle-aged woman now, going, oh, yeah, eating healthy doesn't just mean not eating sugary, terrible things. It's much more nuanced than that. Definitely. And I think that's, like, that's what you can help with, yes. right? Yes, and that's exactly it. A lot of times women might or might not have tried multiple different diets out there and they're just at a place where they're confused. They're like, what should I eat? And it almost becomes at a certain point that they're no longer even enjoying food or enjoying the process of food because they are so confused and frustrated and time, <laughs> of course. So it's all of these things that they're just looking for support because they want to know what to eat, when to eat, and kind of find that enjoyment in food again too. There's also the miscommunication in labels, right? Yes, yeah. There's so much fun because they can say, you know, the light or the diet or the gluten-free or whatever. Yes. A lot of people assume, say gluten-free, for example. If it says gluten-free on the box, then it's healthy. No, no, exactly. it's actually most of the time quite the opposite, right? Yeah, so marketing is a huge piece. They'll kind of tag along with whatever the latest diet is and kind of use some of those trendy words um, to try to make their product look great. Um, so I, that's exactly it. I'll always say like, don't just read the front of the package. Let's understand the label and what you're actually looking for um, because the label itself can't necessarily um, lie or tweak. Um, but definitely some of those trendy words on the front of the package can definitely um, influence people's choices for sure. And that's one thing that I've noticed, you know, I've tried to learn a little bit more about, but I've noticed even like from an education standpoint, like my kids come home and that's what they're starting to be taught, which is so much better than what I was taught. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but for people that are kind of listening going, okay, yeah, but what does that mean? Like, what are what are some of the things that, that we should be looking for? What, what are some of those tips yeah. and balances that we should be looking so for? So I find the biggest things, I mean, everybody's going to be a little bit different, but I find the biggest thing, if there's just like one piece, is just to think about um, eating your regular meals and also making sure they're balanced. So an easy way to know if your meal is balanced would be if half the plate is vegetables, a quarter of the plate protein and a quarter plate whole grain. You can use that as your basic kind of starting point for lunch and supper. And if you're looking at the label, there's definitely different pieces on the label that we can look at, but we're usually looking at fiber, protein, and also of course sugar and sodium and watching those pieces too. But those would be kind of the main things to look for on the label too. 
Okay. Yeah. I have like a million questions <laughs> yeah. in my, my head at the moment. Um, so let's say um, I walk into you and I have been raised on the Canada Food Guide. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, we grew up in the generation where um, your parents, like all those like TV meals suddenly became available, yeah. right? Like everything yeah, became easy. Portioned. Yeah. 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 Protein. Here you go. A little brownie <laughs> mixed in there. Yeah. 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 You gotta have dessert. Yeah. It's like my kids with Lunchables now. They're so obsessed with Lunchables. Yes. How do you learn to cook? all these other things yeah. and make it seem as easy as like popping something in the oven. So that's exactly it. I do help people with kind of meal planning. So I have a bank of recipes I'll go to and kind of help pick them based on what they like and, and dislike. Um, but a lot of times it's just once again making it simple. So it might be doing something like transforming um, a salad into something like a grain bowl. So having chopped up spinach and peppers and cucumbers as your veggies and then mixing in some couscous or quinoa and maybe some black beans and making that a lunch for a few days um, so that takes little prep I mean it would maybe take 20 minutes or so but it transforms kind of the vegetables to to be into that grain bowl piece instead of always just kind of having the veggies on the side like you said like a carrot or a potato or something like that um, but a lot of times I will say like frozen vegetables are just as healthy as fresh so that's an easy way to get them in as well um, and you can do different things so there's like stir-fry blends of veggies and like I said using things like bell peppers or carrots or cucumber it doesn't have to be a specific vegetable by any means but just using different ones and finding different ways to use them for sure. Now I'm getting hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been like a veggie tray on the table. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> Without the dip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are some of your, your tips you can help people that are listening and watching right now that are like, yeah, I know I should do better, but like, uh, how do I start? So I think that's a good point. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. And we know that if it is all or nothing, 80% of the time people will go back to their old ways. So we want to make sure that it's not all of a sudden transforming their whole life because that becomes overwhelming, that becomes daunting and time consuming. So we know that that's not sustainable. So oftentimes I'll listen to what they're doing now, what their routine is now, and we'll start with little pieces. And I'll say that most of the time I find what's happening happening is we're just not eating enough. So that sounds silly, um, but a lot of times that's what it stems from. So it could be that as busy women, we're not eating our breakfast or we're not eating our lunch. And then by the end of the day, it makes sense that all of a sudden we're craving mm -hmm. quick, easy carbs that we can get into us as fast as we can and turning to those easy convenience foods. So sometimes it's as simple as saying, okay, let's eat our regular meals and start listening to our body a little bit more and listening to our hunger and our fullness cues a little bit more. And oftentimes by doing that, you'll start to notice you might be craving the sweets a little bit less or um, craving and turning less to those kind of convenience foods a little bit less often. Um, so yeah, I find basically let's see where you're at now and start with those little things that we can tweak. So oftentimes that is making sure you're eating your regular meals and snacks, um, making sure that you're trying to get some veggies and fruit into your diet and just kind of starting there and it seems small but those are the things that will make a difference overall. What are some cues that women could take from their bodies yes. to know that they need to start 
changing their diet. So that's a, a good point. And I find that oftentimes um, turning back or thinking back to that body's hunger and fullness cues is a good piece of that. So sometimes if you notice that you're not hungry for half the morning or half the day, that's a big cue that your metabolism is already kind of slowing down a little bit and that um, your hunger cues are now muted because you've, you haven't ate uh, throughout the day and now your body's used to not eating until maybe two o'clock in the mm. afternoon. So really starting to listen to your body's hunger and if you're noticing that your stomach's starting to growl, um, then once again, you might have waited too long to eat in that case. Because if your stomach's growling, it's already a little bit too late. We wanna make sure you're eating before that point. Um, so those are some good cues, like listening to and thinking of the day of, of if there is any point that you're hungry or going long periods without eating, those would be two cues there. But also if you're just not feeling well overall, if you're kind of low energy, if you're feeling bloated and digestive wise, if you're constipated, I know it's not things you always wanna talk about, but. I we talk about, about poop, now we talk about poop here all the time. Yeah, yeah. 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 we've had Katie Kelly talk about yeah. all kinds yeah. of things on this. So, yeah. <laughs> if you are not going to the bathroom regularly, there's definitely some things we can do digestive health wise to help that too so I would say those would be the main things like listening to your body's hunger and fullness if you're going long periods without eating uh, if you are finding that you're just not feeling well energy wise but also digestion wise too those would be some cues that maybe you need a little bit of, of support along the way you know we usually like as moms are always like oh I'm tired all the time but it's, I mean, yeah, we're tired all the time, but sometimes it has to do with, definitely, with, you know, yeah. oh, my kid didn't finish their meal, so I'm gonna finish it, right? Like how many times have you done that? Yeah. Right? A million so, times. So many. Yeah. <laughs> like all the And you know what, I had, I had finally kind of like broke myself of that habit, like many other bad habits. I had like, I took the time, I put the work in, I got rid of them and then I started to slip and then we went into the pandemic mm, and I yeah. went back right into yeah. all those nasty habits. Yeah, and I noticed the other day, I was like, oh, that chicken nugget's still good. I'm like, why am I eating yeah. I don't need half it. eaten leftover <laughs> chicken nuggets? <laughs> But once again, maybe you weren't eating before that. Like maybe, and I do find that a, that a lot of times parents, like at lunch is a good example. A lot of times we're worried about what we're feeding our family, but not actually sitting down and eating our own lunch. So it makes sense that you're, you'd be kind of nibbling away, but we want to make sure that you're sitting down too and eating your lunch too. And I think sometimes for me, it's that, that mental of like, well, I can't go to waste. Yes. Like, yeah. I, I bought that and how much I'm going to have to buy again and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yes. no, I can't go to waste. Like, no, no, you're not all. Sometimes it's okay for yeah. things to. You just... need to get a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say we don't have a lot of waste with our dog. Yeah. <laughs> I see there. Everything just goes in very yeah. much. Yeah. Claire is not allowed to listen to this okay. episode. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Claire. <laughs> I apologize. So if you don't have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, if you're worried about food waste uh, with kids too, I always say like do really small portions so that it's not overwhelming to them. But then if they eat it all, you can always put more on there too. Um, and that way it can control the food waste without having to feed the dog. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are uh, sugar fiends as most children are. Yes. Um, and uh, Sarah, my oldest, we're five minutes into supper. What's for dessert? every single night and it like it, anyway it drives me bonkers do you have it like what are some like half decent things that i could offer for dessert that aren't you know small pieces of halloween candy that are loaded yes. with, with sugar right like yeah. that's what she's going for but what can i 
you know, fake her out with. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I definitely find there's a few things there. So first of all, if you do find that they're always kind of preoccupied with the dessert piece, oftentimes a tip that I'll give is to serve the dessert with the meal. And I know a lot of times parents are a little bit hesitant to do that, but you'd be surprised oftentimes once they get used to that, um, you'll find that they'll kind of maybe take a piece of the dessert, but then they'll start eating the rest of their meal because they know that that's kind of the new kind of normal mm -hmm. at the meal time. So that way they're not always kind of preoccupied with, oh, I'm full, I want dessert. Um, by serving it with the meal, it can actually help. So I usually give that tip. It's worth trying. Like I said, it sometimes takes a few tries um, once they're, if it's new and novel, they might eat it all first and then maybe pick away at the meal, but then you'll see that they'll start to kind of normalize it a little bit. But then there's that balance, like you said, of finding like those sugary Halloween treats, but then trying to choose some nutritious kind of dessert options too. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes it's tricky, but I did a reducing sugar uh, workshop last night uh, webinar. And so some of the tips I gave in that are things like energy bites. Um, so you can do little energy bites and actually it's great if you do have like Smarties from Halloween left over, you can mix it in the energy bites. So it's a little bit of, yeah, a little bit of that chocolate in there, but then it has the oats and the peanut butter and flaxseed and that type of thing. So energy bites are one of my go-tos, little breakfast cookies um, that you can reduce the sugar in. Um, so baked kind of breakfast cookies. Uh, smoothies can be a fun option too that you can have with the meal and it has a little bit of sweetness. Also things like apple nachos. So those are one of my favorites. Um, you just cut up apples um, and slice them fine on a plate and then you can drizzle peanut butter with either chopped nuts or mini chocolate chips and coconut. Um, so that's a really fun option too is the op apple nachos. My kids yeah. are, oh, well, your kids are just as bad with apples as mine. They devour yeah. them. So that would be yeah, huge. That's, that's that, fun. That yeah. can be a good one. Yeah. yeah. And they can kind of put their own little toppings on well, it. And they like get nachos. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, that's, yeah. Sold. Look at the trains. Yeah. Just <laughs> Honestly, I, I will be completely honest. The train in my head is like, Oh, and then I have to cut them all up, and then I have yeah. to buy this, and then I have to have that, and uh. Sometimes the work that goes into it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because for the most part, mine would just eat an apple and be happy with yeah. it, so yeah. I could get away with it. But it's also, like, that's the kind of thing, too, that you can get, you know, your kid involved with. Exactly. Right? Like, that's, that yeah. doesn't, it doesn't have to be work intensive for you. Exactly. It could be a fun thing to do together, yeah. or you know, where my daughter's nine home, like, you can do this. Yes, it's a good weekend activity, and that's exactly it. It's good as they get older, they can definitely do it themselves too, which is great. Yeah. Interesting. That's what I, I, that's what I need. I just need to train her to make better yes. food for all of us. Yes. That's fair. She's enjoying the yeah. cooking. So yes. she does like to cook. Yeah. She, but she likes to experiment. She likes to not follow recipes. So sometimes <laughs> it doesn't turn out so good for all of us. But she's learning. So that's awesome. Well, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We just, we let it yeah. go. We're like, it's yeah. like my family. Yeah. Cause I do the same thing. I'm like, oh, this doesn't need any sugar. <laughs> yeah. It. it did. It really did. Yeah. Like, you know, what are some, uh, like if you're like yeah. me and you want to take the sugar out, what are some Definitely. great replacements? So I find a lot of times in the recipe, we will say you have to leave, leave some of the sugar. So it definitely uses, um, it's important for like the texture and the overall taste, mm. but usually you can reduce the sugar by up to a third. So that's a good starting point. So if it calls for a cup, you can kind of bring that down. Um, so that's one tip. A lot of times you can replace it too with things like applesauce or mashed banana. So if it is something like a muffin or a breakfast cookie, sometimes that type of thing will work. Um, you can also use things like dates that are a little bit sweeter already. Um, so those are a few little tips. You don't necessarily have to replace it with something like a sugar alternative. Um, so we wouldn't necessarily say to do that, but you can definitely still reduce the amount of sugar in it. And overall, if you're eating your balanced meals and balanced snacks, and then you're having like one 
dessert in the run of a day, that one dessert isn't going to be what kind of makes or breaks your diet, right? So it's also to find that place of balance, like I said. It depends on how helpful. big serving you have Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it definitely is true. So mindful eating is definitely something I work on too. So finding those strategies of making sure we are actually, when we're sitting down with our dessert, are we actually enjoying it or are we scarfing it down before we can even really taste it, right? So mindful eating strategies can definitely help with that too so that you are kind of enjoying and savoring it and you might be satisfied with a smaller portion that way too. I keep most of my stuff in the freezer yeah. so that, uh, you know, you have that time, the thinking period, like, am I going to wait for this to thaw out? Yeah. Do I want it that bad? The answer is 95% of the time, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or I'll try to gnaw away on it while it's frozen. Yes. Uh, but, it, but yeah. Yeah. And I think that that mindfulness part of it is so important. It's something I think particularly in, you know, like North American culture, we are Definitely. so bad at taking that time to enjoy. And yes. I think Hopefully that might be one of those silver linings that although some of us may have overindulged in what we enjoyed during the pandemic, we at least started taking the time to do that again. <laughs> yes, I 100% agree that it definitely kind of showed us the importance of slowing down and enjoying everything, but I think that's exactly it with eating. We're so busy. I mean, we are a lot of times busy with our children, our own lives, and it's just go, go, go all the time, but really taking that time to slow down, chew our food, because that can help with some of the bloating and digestive stuff too, but also to enjoy the food and realize that um, we can usually be satisfied with smaller portions that way, but definitely key, yeah. It's funny that you say that, the chewing. Just quickly, I remember like my grandfather, oh yeah, to chew every bite a hundred times. Yes. And and then, and I always just laughed at it, but then I found out as I got older that that's a real thing. Like you really should chew more. Yes. It's, yeah. it's definitely putting more work on our digestive system if we're just kind of quickly kind of shoveling it down, right? So definitely important. Yeah. We need to wrap things up, but I'm going to say that one of the best tips that I've come across in terms of keeping all this stuff top of mind is to follow someone like you who shares it on social media yes. so it pops up in your face and you're like oh right I should hydrate yeah. I should do this <laughs> where can people find you definitely so you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Jillian Reed RD and also you can also follow at reconnect health as well we have a lot going on in in our center so it's also a great page to follow too yeah you guys have lots of workshops and yeah. lots of stuff going on so yeah there's we'll be sure something. to uh, add all those links in mm -hmm. the, the show notes and the comments if you're finding us online <laughs> perfect Perfect. In the meantime, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you guys for having me. It's been a pleasure. Hopefully um, our listeners and our viewers can sit down and, and maybe put the bowl of candy away <laughs> <laughs> for today or put it in the freezer and then really think about it. Yes. And then yeah, go back for just more. Work, work it into the energy balls. Work yes. It, yeah. Old Halloween candy works really well to decorate gingerbread houses coming up. So tuck Ooh. some of that away. Pull Smart. it back out. Smart. Yeah. That's right. I was actually thinking yeah. of turning an advent calendar into a candy one because my one child doesn't like chocolate. So there you go. Save the Halloween repurpose. candies. Yes. There you go. Don't repurpose. buy new ones. Just repurpose them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks again. <laughs> See you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode. We are thrilled that you're listening. We hope you love it so much that you're gonna hit the subscribe button. You're gonna like, you're gonna tell your friends and family. Don't forget to leave us that very important review as well. And you can find us on all social media platforms, me as Tosh.WoodTaylor. And you can follow Pickle Planet Moncton on the website, Facebook, or Instagram. 